to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe. I am obviously not Nyla. Um, Nyla was unfortunately detained last minute and asked if I might be able to swing by and help cover the show for today. So lo and behold, here I am. I am going to be your host for the day. My name is Christopher Ryan, and this is Speakeasy. So just to throw it out there for everybody, the number to call in is going to be uh, area code 646-595-3965. And let me see. Nyla did leave me some quick notes for the day. I do want to go ahead and thank our sponsors, but it appears that list is missing. Hmm. Oh, nope. Found it hiding away in all the things that are Nyla somewhere on her desk. All right, so the sponsors for 2023 are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen Dwight, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Bindner, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple the 16th, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. And just want to throw it out there, thank you to everyone that made anonymous donations in the memory of some of the poets that we've lost. Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. All right, so this would be about the time that I would share, you know, some of the homework writing prompts that uh, Nyla normally likes to share with you guys. But unfortunately, because this did happen kind of last minute, I don't actually have anything on hand. So that being said, I'm going to try something a little bit different. As I bring you guys on the air, before I have you read, I'm going to have you guys suggest a single writing prompt for your fellow poets. So do think about that before you come on. I will put you on the spot since, you know, I'm going to share in the misery of having to be here and slightly unprepared. But the show goes on. All right. Nyla did want to throw it out there that uh, if you want, you should post poems about a place on Nyla's Facebook page in order to be entered into the drawing that she did extend out into July. So without further ado, we do like to kick off the show with a recording. And today, I think I'm going to start us off with 
Eddie Oliver and Angel. But how can I be in love with someone that 
that thing only happens in the movies and in picture shows. If you pick up a good book, you might find this kind of love story, I suppose. This ain't no book, y'all. This is my, my, this is my life. And I just don't know what to do. I ask you, how can I be in love with a total stranger? One day God decided to answer my prayers, trying to know where that she was, y'all. Out of nowhere, that was the girl of my dreams. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere appeared this angel. Yeah, she was an angel, y'all. Come on. Yeah, she was. She was an angel, y'all. Oliver with Angel. So, next up, it's going to be you guys. Number to call in again is 646-595-3965. I do take callers in the order that you called in, so please listen for your area code. Make sure that when you do come on that you introduce yourself. You can read uh, one to two poems. After you're done, be sure to give your URL, let people know how to find you, share some love, some feedback, help fellow poets along the way. And I have to throw it out there, Speakeasy Cafe does have a mature rating, which means just about anything goes, bar, hardcore erotica. So no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Um, <coughs> So right now, it looks like everybody that is in the lineup does have their hands up. Just to give you all the first three callers, I see in order, area code 702-860-731. and Now, without further ado, let's bring on our first caller for the night, area code 702. You are on the air. Christopher, what's happening? Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist here. How are you, my man? 
I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. It's like the first time I got in first in about three months. <laughs> I don't know why that's All a badge right. of honor, but we always try to do it. <laughs> it really does seem to be a position that people kind of fight over. Like, as soon as I bring this thing up, every time I've hosted, I just see, like, instant hand shoot up. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, so, hey, we're all eager to be here, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Very true. So since I don't have any uh, writing prompts for you guys this week, I'm going to put you all on the spot. Do you have a single writing prompt that you want to throw out for your fellow poets? Yes, I do. It's a line from the poem I'm going to read, and the prompt is, Dust Jacket Dreams. Dust Jacket Dreams. All right. I think we could do a lot with that one, so we'll see. We'll see if anybody else thinks so. Okay. All right, so, so that's from... further ado, then. <laughs> that's from uh, the... Uh, first poem I'm going to read tonight, which is a new, I'm going to read an older one too, but this is a new one and uh, not posted anywhere, not made into a video yet. So a speakeasy exclusive, as I like to bring every week. This is called <laughs> Into the Woods. Into the woods, quiet places beneath deadfalls, and the call of a loon in the distance, tripping over happenstance with a sideways glance to the timepiece on my wrist. I get the gist, and my spirits rise, yet I have so far to go. My jaunt, a haunt for the ages. Into the wilds, a knowing smile adorning hungry lips. I slip into a copse of memories, tripping languidly, succumbing to the vines of time. Pages of my book scattered haphazardly. I remember when you tore them from my rigid spine. Just dust jacket dreams. Into the woods, delving ever deeper, a creeper scrounging posthumously, scratching varnish from coffin door tree branches as stanchions of bone draped in torn red velvet ropes lead to the cliff's edge. Your final kiss before that fatal shove into saltwater mist. Gone as good as it should into the woods. End poem. Man, <laughs> just that that affectation there just kind of instantly just sends chills down the spine. Like the imagery alone, topped with that that tone, that that flow. Yeah, that just kind of carries you places. I loved it. Thanks, Christopher. You know, I um, and it's and it's interesting because we we we've talked talked about it on the show before, and I know Nihilus talked about it. But inspiration can come from so many places, and when I'm, uh, you know, when I when I get to writing, at least for me, uh, the poem takes form as I write. I don't have everything laid out in my mind and, and, and just come up with the words. It kind of takes form as I go. That poem actually, the first uh, stanza was written as a comment on another uh, on a page uh, that had a picture. picture had a coffee mug. Somebody was holding a coffee mug. All you saw was the hand and the mug 
and the mug said into the woods, and there were woods in the background. And I, I kind of took that, and I, and I wrote that first stanza, and then I knew I wanted, wanted to develop it further. Um, so if you notice, it doesn't really get dark, darkly toned until about halfway through, and that's just the direction it went. So it's always fun to kind of do that and see where they end up. And as far as uh, you know, speaking the poem, and, and I've felt this from way, going way back uh, to the early speakeasy days and my first recordings even before that. Uh, you know, if you're for to me anyway, if I'm going to take a poem that I've written, which obviously that's how they always start, uh, and I'm going to do a spoken version of it, it has to. Um, I have to match the tone with the tone of the words and try to do that. I'm uh, not sure I always succeed, but I definitely uh, try to make that happen. So very cool. I think you absolutely nailed that. It, it's kind of nice to hear that the way that you formulate it is very freestyle because, yeah, just the whole flow of it reflects that. It started off in one kind of direction and then ended up with something completely different, totally unexpected. I yeah, and I like it. I really I like, like that, that style. Yeah, and I really like to, you know, I, I want to keep the reader or listener uh, guessing, and so I do that a lot. Um, what I try to stay away from, uh, though, the, the only pitfall of that is if it gets too far. Uh, outside, so like that piece, for example, I, I was uh, I had read it back to myself because I always do that before I um, record it because I want to make sure the flow is there. And in this case, a lot of internal rhyming, and um, you know it can't deviate too far from the front. So while it did go in a different direction, I think overall the tone uh, stayed you know stayed in, in into that realm where I wanted it to be. So um, that's the challenge there. Now this next poem, this is an old poem that. It goes back to the MySpace days. This was written in 2007, and I just recovered uh, 800 poems that I wrote in my first year on MySpace. I was like a writing machine back then, literally. <laughs> and um, and I'm scrolling through titles because I, I mean, there's so many of them. I haven't gone through all of them yet. It's just too many. And I look, and the I didn't like the title uh, of this poem at all, and I almost skipped over it because of the title. Um, but I looked at it again and realized, no, I got to make this into a video, and I have to present this uh, in a new way uh, with the with the video and the spoken word. So this poem um, is it, it was called "Shattered Tattered Damalian," and with Tattered Damalian is a ragged or poor uh, person um, in bad shape, and it just didn't really fit. So I changed the title. And this one is another one where I had a couple of people after I posted this one was posted as a video. Um, were like were telling me that they weren't sure where it was going to go. They liked where it went, although it's well, you'll see when I read it. But um, but they were but it did keep them guessing. So that's sometimes um, what, what I like to do. And the tone of this one I did in a more methodical way. It just felt right. So this is called Hey Lindsay Girl. Hey Lindsay Girl. Can you come outside to play? I still have the charm you gave to me. We'll go ghost knocking until we're out of breath. It doesn't matter if your eyes can't see. Let's laugh as old man Orville 
tries hard to sell his wrecks disguised as used cars. Then we'll sneak into the old abandoned church where the bums sleep and pray real hard. I'll hold your fragile little hands, my sweet, guide you right across the interstate. We'll pick blackberries, eat them till we're sick, then climb the locked cemetery gate. Let's visit your folks in their hallowed abode. I'll give you a moment or two alone. Then I'll walk you back to the orphanage. You know that place we both call home. It's midnight now, Lindsay. The spiders are awake. I've never been this close to bliss. I can't forget your sightless, tearless eyes as you gave me my first little kiss. We've got just one more night together, girl. Let's rip this selfish town apart. We'll play an inning of mailbox baseball after we steal one of Orville's cars. You can drive. Don't worry, I'll be your eyes. Just keep your foot close to the brake. Drive to the hills so we can dance beneath the pines while the cold moon sings, for goodness sake. Your new family will be here come the morning. I hope they love every path you tread. Don't cry for me, baby, though I'll miss you like hell. Looks like I'll be an orphan till the day I'm dead. Look me up someday, and please write. But you never did, did you? Hey, Lindsay girl, I stole a car the other day because it reminded me of that crazy time with you so long ago. Filled my belly with a thousand blackberries, said hello to your parents' graves in the snow. Thirty years have passed, thought you'd look me up. I hope the years have been kind to you. Believe it or not, I'm still here in this fucking place, mopping the floors and cleaning up the school and home. Hmm. Yeah. Different kind of chills with that one. <laughs> Very well, much uh, a supernatural kind of vibe to that one. It was just kind of like, oh man, I don't know about this. <laughs> well, um, so you know, as I as I read it back to myself and, and realized I was going to present it, I before I even um, represented it, I had an idea uh, for a sequel. And I don't, I don't know when I'll write that because I, the big question in everybody's mind is what happened? Why did she contact him? You know, um, but you're right. But interpretation is funny because I actually had, I posted on one platform and someone said, "Oh, I'm just so it's so sad that she died." And I was like, "Well, well, I, I'm all for interpretation, but she, she really didn't, <laughs> or at least we don't know if she did or not." So, but I mean, that's cool. You know, that's. Uh, 
it's fun. It's definitely fun. So, um, and that was just one where it was like, you know, it's two kids. It's obviously the orphanage, and a lot of that, the the um, you know, the descriptive uh, terms in that, and the way you know that I wanted to present it was uh, to really paint that picture of how close they were as kids, as close as kids can be, and uh, the little things uh, that uh, made that time special. Um, I and I did some. Um, and there's a term for it, I can't think of it offhand, but so I came back to a couple elements uh, where she visited her parents and then uh, and then the and then the boy goes and after she doesn't come back, he actually visits them himself himself and then uh, them eating the blackberries and then him doing the same thing later on. So um yeah, you know, if it look if it could provoke thought and entertain, that's what we're here for, right? Absolutely. Uh that I think it was the the very beginning of it that gave me that feel, the talk of sightless eyes, closing the cemetery gate, and, yeah, just the, the whole feel of, like, okay, going back to the orphanage, like, this sounds like the setup to a scary movie that I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and my reputation doesn't hurt that at all either. It doesn't, doesn't help that uh, <laughs> to, to deviate from that respect. But, yeah, well, I mean, the, the idea was, too, is that, uh, I knew that Lindsay was uh, blind, and sometimes, you know, with poetry, uh, one of the things we always try to do is not say something flat out, you know, and it, yep. you know, okay, my blind girlfriend went with, no, I mean, you know, the sightless, tearless eyes, and, and not being able to see, and then being her eyes as she drove, um, so try to throw some tidbits out there to uh, just get that detail across, so... Um, Anyway, yeah, fun to bring those old ones back. Uh, Christopher, I do appreciate it. I'll uh, make way for uh, the callers. I'm sure you have a whole board lit up. Uh, I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok under the name Word Machinist. And on uh, Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Uh, I present the same posts across three platforms because a lot of people are only on one of the three. That way nobody misses a beat. And generally, what, generally speaking, what I do is what we call 3D poetry, and it's taking those words and adding images and sound and picture and voice and uh, really embellishing on the original ideas and making it something that everyone can enjoy. Uh, I've had people tell me they don't read very well, so they like to hear it. So that way you're kind of touching all bases. But again, Christopher, I do thank you, my friend, and uh, I want you to have a good night. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for calling in. Thank you for uh, sharing a speakeasy exclusive. And, yeah, always appreciative. All right, Christopher, you take care, man. To you as well. All right. Let me bring on our next caller. Next up is going to be area code 860. 860, you are on the air. Hey, Christopher, it's Jessica Brooks. How are you? Hey, Jessica. I'm doing good and yourself? Uh, I, I'm i doing okay. Uh, I actually, thanks to you and Jimmy, have been exactly, not taking up the perfect amount of time I was able to get home just in time to find the poem that I was going to read tonight because I wasn't even home. And I'm like, oh, no. And I was like on hold in the car and then, had the phone charging is almost dying and then I'm like, Oh my god, I don't have anything to read and 
once school began, I could not escape cruel words pulverizing me. Eventually, all throughout, eventually one believes is what is drilled in every day, especially when popular boys called me ugly. The body can heal rather quickly, yet emotional wounds take decades to scar, apparently never fully sealed. Scars only cover pain still within, masked by a belief I could finally overcome you such horrific abuse. Words are more damaging than physical trauma. I folk I fooled myself. I was only in a manic state. I could not discern reality until I sorry, I'm gonna turn my handwriting. I, I couldn't discern reality until I noticed more scrutinizing in the mirror, more militant, more negative self-talk. I cannot, at the beginning, just still, I am not at the beginning, yet still part way, still covering up my shame, yet not with, the, not like, not with clothing like before, but with false beliefs of discern, discovering self-love, while so much left to overcome until I can say I won. And poem. Hmm. That, that was a really powerful thing. So I hope you could get the bit out of like I, I couldn't. My writing is like it's written in pencil, crossed out, erased, and like I wrote it at work, and so I can't even read my writing usually. But this one, I can hardly read it, and I didn't get a chance to look over it before. So I'm sorry. That's that's perfectly fine. No, with <laughs> stuff like this, it is. I think far more important to the message that is carried within it. You've got some amazing stuff in there. The whole idea of self-confidence, self-esteem, self-acceptance, self-love, all of those tie in very well together, and you've got themes of that flowing throughout the entire piece. The whole idea of how do I possibly refute my parents' arguments if they're the ones that are supposed to love me, but they reject me. That's very real. It's very easy for people outside of the situation to say they're assholes, don't think about it, don't concern yourself with it. Very different being in that situation yourself. It's not an easy thing to overcome. Now, when my uh, own parents are telling me, you know, I'm a I'm a that you'll. Yeah, I wish you were never born. You're a mistake. I, you know, you, you, my, how my dad was saying when I, I left college because I, I had a, uh, a breakdown in college. Like, people would see breakdown, whatever. I, re, I had to end up in the psych ward. I had to leave school, end up in the psych ward. Uh, I my first semester in college, and I was all the way in Pennsylvania, and I had to come back home when it was like I was having so much fun in school. I loved, you know. And having to leave was, like, really traumatic for me. I felt like I saw enough of the failure already without my father. I mean, tell me I was. And I still remember him coming in when I was just sitting on my floor in my bedroom, like, and just thinking, like, about how horrible it felt already. And he's like, You're, you you fucked up. I had to leave school, blah, 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 yelling, whatever he yelled. But I just remember him saying, you fucked up. And, like, mm-hmm. that really stuck with me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, I, it took me forever to, for, it took him a while to forgive him, but honestly, it was much easier to forgive him than it was my mother who was so alive. I don't know why it's easier to forgive someone when they're dead, but, um, I don't know. 
uh, yeah, I had two part two times where I thought I forgave my mother before I actually had, and she's like, I thought you already forgave me, and I'm like, and I could have thought she'd be like so, you know, moved when I told her I forgave her and stuff, and and she's like, and I'm like, no, I actually hadn't, and, and her reaction wasn't what I expected. Kind of hurt with another blow to my. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's it's a strange thing. Like we can grow as people, but sometimes the people that hurt us don't. So we might expect something to come from it, from our growth, but it doesn't mean that they've changed. Yeah. No, I expected. Like I thought. Like I was gonna. Like re- it was a poem I'd written her, and I thought that she. Or I thought that her reaction would be like crying. I, it was my reaction was or like what I imagined I would react to, which is entirely different. I was kind of like, whoa, okay. She was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I was like, oh, so you're not moved by this, or you know, I, I poured my heart into it, and she could have cared less whether it was like any other poem or you know, I'd ever written her, you know. But um. Okay, I'll stop. I've got a lot of other people read, but let me just read this last one, and then the okay. second one left. <laughs> All right, it's the one that's in anthology. It's called Derail. The train has left its station, its final destination. I got off only to find lonely pieces of my mind that stay fixated on the past while I need my recovery to last. I turned around without looking back, for there is no room for me on this track. Well, the train leaves and I go my own way, I wonder what is in store for me today, for I'm done with the revolving door that keeps me in limbo and oh so sore. Sick of worrying until what comes to be is nothing but a hotel with vacancy. A place to lay my head, yet to wonder why I tore my life asunder by my own making, so I give it a choice. I screamed until I lost my voice. Yet I'm not silent anymore. I speak out settling the score. The old belief that I'm limited by my past no longer exists, nor does it last. Please remember, life consists of stepping stones, carefully navigating traffic cones, until all you have left is yourself. Look into the mirror and realize your wealth. An overabundance of courage and renewal, you know you are strong. You have every tool. Each new day is a, begin- each day is a new beginning, a new chance to start winning. Life is not to be taken for granted. If you think so, you will leave empty-handed. I will not sit stagnant anymore. I am kindness with love at my core. And peace. Hmm. Love that finish. Thank you. There there is a lot that goes into mental health. You know, there's the past trauma, the past hurt, And that puts us into those difficult places. But there does come a point where it becomes a mutual responsibility. There's the harm that other people cause us, and then there's our reaction to it. Do we let ourselves stay beaten down, or do we change tactics? No. Um, I love the piece. I, I just really enjoy your work. I'm a bit of a mental health nerd if that didn't come across. So, yeah, I've got a soft spot <laughs> yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Like, oh, my God. I just, it's even the, the special, the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I have a mental health issue, but I've always been passionate about helping my peers. And so 
I always wanted a career involving, you know, lately about modeling mental health. And I um, got my recovery sport specialist uh, certification even after going through three years of months, months, months of ECT. So mm-hmm. I was able to still pass the final test, which I didn't think I'd be able to do. I'd study like 10 times as hard as I ever had for any test. Um, and I got that, and I'm actually doing a job where I, I'm using it, but I'm not. But right now it's just a no-stress kind of situation until I can get my feet wet and find a different position that more suits what I want to do. So yeah. mm. I've watched enough more than I ever usually do for everybody <laughs> listening. <laughs> Again, uh, Jessica Brooke. <laughs> you can find me under Jessica Brooke Poetry. Um, I'm on YouTube, Jessica Brooke Plus. Eat Jessica Brooke with a knee, apostrophe out poetry. And... Um, my books are I books at Amazon. Uh, yeah, I'm out. Um, thank you, Christopher. You're awesome. I had a good time <laughs> with you tonight. And I, it was a nice, unexpected chat. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in, Jessica. Thank you. All right. I'm going to bring on our next caller. Next up, we have area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hello, Christopher. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hey, Michael. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. As far as uh, what you asked for for a prompt, there's a, a term <laughs> in the second one I'll read. It says failed resolutions. Failed resolutions? Yes, you can actually, if you write it down, say failed resolution C, Michael Todd. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for our prompts so far, we have Dust Jacket Dreams, You Keep Me in Limbo, and Failed Resolution. Thank you, yes. Michael. <clears throat> yes, and since you, uh, since you put us on the theme for prompts uh, back in 2017, uh, the prompt for this poem I'll read first was given to me by Lainey. She uh, was my writing partner for a few years. I asked her for an idea. She responded with swimming with the sharks. Not long after, I saw a video of several instances where people were physically or mentally challenged. They were taking part in athletic endeavors. There was one where a basketball player got a rebound and went the length of the floor, and on the third try, hit a shot. Players from both teams gave him time and space. When that shot went in, players from both teams celebrated. Along with the crowd, it was a magical moment in time. There were several other defining moments in that video, but the one that got to me was when the players scored a goal in a soccer game and immediately ran across the field, removed his team jersey, and gave it to a fan that was confined to a wheelchair. I had great respect for that player, great respect for all the individuals I saw in the video, and I had tremendous respect for people who are impeded and can't compete on an apples-to-apples level but still give it their best. As for those who encouraged them, I have no proper words to describe other than to say to me they're the finest people and worthy of a claim, but odds are good they really don't need or want to hear that claim. Now, with that lead in, here's our poem, Swimming with the Sharks. 
or Laney. Swimming with the sharks, what an adventure when time comes to finally run a race, a brief respite for those without a cure, apples not oranges, footing not sure, a time to redefine goal of first place. A lesson in charades for those static, gladly given up, may know from the start all are not measured by the same yardstick. We'll make sure today was less traumatic, swimming with the sharks, worthy counterpart. A moment to compete, not hide away, on top of the world, season to define, to enter in the game, come out and play, daring to move, keeping the wolves at bay, ground beneath, showing way to finish line. When swimming with the sharks, choose to swim deep, disregarding conventional rule sets. There are arenas which welcome black sheep, where the posers rejoice and victors weep. Provided this is as good as it gets. End poem. Hmm. I really like the tone throughout that whole thing. You had a line in there that really kind of stuck with me. I'm not sure if I wrote it down correctly, but I believe it was redefining the goal of first place. Yes. I exactly. really love that idea. Um, I think all too often we have a very black and white kind of mindset when it comes to winning and losing. The whole idea of I'm going to define what victory looks like for me is perfect. Like maybe it's not I win the battle. Maybe it's just I prevent you from winning. Maybe I just prevent you from doing all these things. And if I meet that objective, then I've accomplished what I needed to. So just the idea of I can restructure this to what I need it to be, that's, Perfect in my eyes. Excellent. Great observation. I like that a lot. Now let's go to poem number two. All righty. Since Jimmy Ray's talking about going through his old stuff from MySpace days, he was in 2007. Mm, I've got one here from 2008 from the uh, MySpace arena. Uh, This is one where... I ask a lot of questions. Seven, exactly. This is called Tucked Away by Michael Todd. The memories locked in my mind. Would I be better off? Be they left confined? Might they be celebrated? Perhaps maligned? Should I leave them concealed? Left behind? Lost loves tucked away in a place of regret. Buried in regress that they pose no threat. Failed to address them like some unpaid debt, as if they never happened at all. And yet, failed resolutions tucked away in the past, missed opportunities, accumulation vast, failure to yield, reason the die was cast. I'll bring them back now, subject to contrast. Surmise though I may, truth is, I'll find, whether real or imagined, all entwined. Should I ask of heart, would that be unkind? Where are the memories tucked away in my mind? End poem. Hmm. I like it. 
definitely leaves itself open to multiple interpretations. Um, I, I like the idea of like maybe something purposefully being put away just for me, or then there's the idea of, <laughs> well, things that I don't deal with that I purposefully shove down have a nasty habit of coming back to bite me if I don't pay them enough attention. They sure don't come back and bless. <laughs> I always enjoy the stuff that you share, Michael. It it always just kind of sits there and kind of makes me think. Um, before you do try and run away, how are people going to find you? Share some love. Uh, you can find me at, at my blog page. It's uh, Mike Todd. M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, MikeTodd.blogspot.com. Been there 10 years next week, I think. But mm. anyway, come visit. Doors always open. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, Michael. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Very good, sir. Time for me to step aside and make room for the wheel for it. Thanks for hosting today, Christopher. Absolutely my pleasure. All right, Michael, I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to bring on our next caller. Next up, we have area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Christopher Ryan. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Eric. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. So before we get too deep into it, we've got three writing prompts supplied by our poets. Do you happen to have something ready to go for us? Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. This is from my phone, Till Death Does Us Part. Uh, continuously creating literary arts. That's it. Continuously creating literary art. Yes, sir. That's it. All right. All righty. This one's not completely done yet. I'm still working on it, but I can go ahead and give you a sneak peek. All right. So first off, we got a shape-shifting drifter grifter with unchangeable donkey hooves for feet. Goals, lost dams, rebellious souls, solely, dolly, Arabic, folklore, and Muslim, legendary, your lore, evil demons, spirits, monstrous humanoids, or the djinn, robbing graves, feeding and preying on corpses, dwelling in cemeteries, graveyards, deserts, mountains, valleys, and other uninhabited, abandoned places, eating children and the dead becoming the form of its most recent victim. Alluringly, reassuring, enduringly, luring, passerby into desert waste or abandoned places, slain and devouring them. That's how far I got so far on that one. Okay. <laughs> I like the start of it so far. Like, well, thank you. Time I appreciate it. Tying into, like, the ideas of mythology, those tucked away places, 
that that kind of yeah, seems like cover. fertile ground for all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Well, I'm trying to to uh, con, con, uh, conceptualize. Well, I mean, I can't. You know, I can write a whole book about what the definition of a goal is, but that's you know a little. That's not really for poetry. So I'm trying to conceptualize <laughs> different parts and give each stanza a different meaning that I read. So, but okay. all right, there's that one. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Did I read Gargoyle last time you were on or no? I guess it doesn't matter, huh? I huh? don't recall. Odds okay. are there's okay. always well, someone out there that hasn't heard. That's right. Well, I don't think I have read it, though, so I don't know. I haven't been on it in a little while. I was actually in a insane asylum and kind of lost myself, and, yeah, that was just a hot mess. So, But, yeah, it happens. But it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a gargoyle. Uh, grotesque, statuesque, turgurusque, uh, gargoyle, gorily, laurely, uh, ghastly, gruesomely, guarding, safeguarding, carding, bombarding, regarding, disregarding, religiosities, dramatic, traumatic, schematic, schismatic, dogmatic, theology, warding off evil and unwanted spirits for sacred, holy, and superstitious houses, churches, and cemeteries, damned, cursed as stone by daylight, reigning as night, terrifying, horrendous, frightful, blightful, blightful, hierarchical, monarchical, monstrosity, symbolizing, actualizing, realizing, afterlife, hells, disobeying and sinning away from churches, righteousness, fear instilled unrighteousness into becoming these humanoid animal animals hybrids written by Eric Shellman the word monster that's in peace all right man there there is a bit of, of clinical jargon that comes to my mind um clanging uh it means when someone's kind of using a bunch of words that just kind of clash, have the same type of sounds, either prefixes or suffixes, that whole opening of yours just kind of really flowed into that. And I just kind of loved the imagery of it all and just the way that it all actually really fit together with the entire theme of just a gargoyle. Yeah, thank you so much, Christopher. I truly appreciate it. Um, I'm all about trying new types and you know, I've done a lot of different forms and working on my poetic voice, you know, it changes every day. So it's mm-hmm. about evolution. So, but it's a good thing. I do appreciate it. And, you know, I like to try and like Nala says all the time, she enjoys my poetry because I like to get messy and try different things, you know. So it's fun. It's a challenge. So, well, thank you so that much. I'm glad you really the both only on. way we okay. ever improve is to try out new things. No one is ever an expert right off the bat. It takes <laughs> takes practice. Oh, yes, sir. It definitely does. I've been writing since eighth grade, roughly about 19 years. Perfect, oh, that's for sure. But I don't think – but, yeah, you're right, though. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of time and experimentation and a lot of experience, life, too. You can't just sit, you know, like people say, like, I, I know, well, I don't know people that don't do that, but I like to experience nature as well. 
and live life mm-hmm. to the fullest, and everyone has a different definition, you know. But uh, I think you got to go and live so that you can write something. Like I do know, I did know this one woman in college. She never wrote, she never read literature, and she never read any classic poetry. She she wrote her own songs, and they were only about her life experience. And she wasn't bad, but I was just like, well, why don't you want to learn, you know, like, don't you want to learn something to try to make these better? And she was like, nope. I was like, all right. <laughs> so, but, you know, that's not that, it was, that she was bad, but I was just trying to help her. But not everybody agrees, oh, yeah. too. So, <laughs> but, you know, it happens. Sometimes, well, thank you again. sometimes oh, people ahead. are perfectly content with where they're at. So, Oh, yeah. No. Well, you can't help to help them, man. You. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. I know thank I learned you that very much for calling in, Eric. You're absolutely welcome, Christopher. Nice to hear your voice. Thanks for taking up on Nyla's spot again and sliding in and hosting for all absolutely. of us. We appreciate it. Thanks for your... Uh, 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 positive criticism too and uh, liking my poems and uh, you can find me on Facebook it's Eric Shellman the word monster that's my life page and then the other one is Eric Shellman word monster the word monster you can find me on Instagram it's Eric Shellman the word monster um, and yeah I, I'm not really active on mother yet I've been off uh, when I went into the insane asylum they actually took my phone so I haven't been active for a couple of weeks now, but I've also been working longer hours in the heat, so I've kind of stopped. So it takes a toll on your body. I mean, I try this, but, you know, it's scorching here in Texas every day. So, well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next time. And take care, Christopher. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. And thank you very much for recovering and getting out and coming and spending the night with us. You're absolutely welcome. And I'll try to be on the next show when I can. Perfect. And take care. All right, Thank Eric. You. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on hold, and I'm going to bring on our next caller. Next up, we have area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hey, Christopher. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's been a long time since I've heard this voice. Is that Soldier Blue? Yeah, it's me. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> how you how you been holding up, baby? Doing all right? I've been doing good. Definitely staying busy. So it does tend that. to keep me a bit preoccupied, unfortunately. How about well, yourself, Soldier yeah. Blue? What have you been up to? Well, I'll tell you, I've uh, it's it's kind of been a, it's a, an interesting passage of events over the last couple of months for me. I've been going through a lot of uh, changes, and uh, for the most part, uh, not necessarily very good ones. Um, mm. And so I've been kind of uh, just trying to maintain myself. But uh, recently, I've been and I don't know. Well, I mean, my my background is my you know I got native blood from my my father's side, and mm-hmm. um, and some of the some of the folks that are around me and not uh, not like you know like we live in the same city or anything, but just that are around me and they 
they see me in the, the various places, you know, within uh, text of the um, native circles that I that I run in, have offered me up some uh, some things, and it, it's uh, it's been helpful. It's been it's been really helpful because we we look at at medicine as not just for the physical or for the spirit or for the the, the the spiritual mental part of things but as a whole you know you can't you can't fix one without fixing the other you have to you have to fix all of it you know, so that everything comes to back together so it's just been it's been interesting i'll say that <laughs> yeah no. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's it's like I, every time I, I I hear that it goes it makes me cringe because I think of that um, that Oriental uh, saying, which is which is really in, in its own way a, a very very deep curse. May, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> I, I just I don't need my times to be any more interesting. Thank you. Uh, a little blandness would be nice. <laughs> There is something to be said for being bored. <laughs> oh man, good lord! So anyway, so but but I mean, what I've been doing though is I as I have found a lot of uh, good, uh, uh, worthwhile volumes uh, written by Native people about Native people and Native situations, and I've been uh, been gathering kind of like gathering that kind of wool to me to be able to um, put my mind in a better place also, and, you know, brings it back into a better, uh, a better scope of being. So it's, it's been good, man. Now, now that being said though, uh, my piece for this evening is, is going to be dealing with uh, one of the more hardcore issues that I've been, been writing about for the last 30 years. And that's the, uh, okay. what they now have an, an anagram for, which is, MMIW missing murdered indigenous women, um, and so there's been some there's been some developments in that uh, uh, in some of those situations further up north, and so I, I've written a piece about it. But to keep it in scope of, of where you uh, started everything, um, the uh, the uh, piece, or I should say, the, the line that I have is uh, okay. clouds of steel, clouds of steel, and then there were none. Clouds of steel, and then they were numb. Okay. So there you have it. And uh, this uh, this piece is called A War of Faces. A puzzle pockmarks a war of faces in there. In the fade of time, as in from the heat of the darkness, comes someone bearing something smoldering with a sweet smile promise. An ally, a friend, a lover. It is a war of faces. Low tide on the Red River. High ebb between clefts of garbage in the landfills. M. M-I-W, Missing Murdered Indigenous Women Serial Dumping Grounds. And law enforcement says it is too dangerous to investigate. Can you see the stories that the river holds? Can you smell the rift 
between priorities. Oh, it is a war of faces. It is the makings of a spirit journey. It is the reality of death. Clay markers. It is a war of faces. Stored words, broken bones, will he chemical softness carrying them away even as we ask questions, even as we raise our red earthen flags standing strong. We are asking questions. Muffled silence. The silent register as violent as a pistol with a silencer. Oh, it is a war of bases. Killers of the dawn light Trying to keep us from making things right You assume your vision is best Your version of the truth Will withstand the test of time You lie We see what's been done we see through the depths of dreaming what has happened to our silent sisters, Jekasondine. Moonbeams and sunshine glory, oh, it is a war of faces. Miles climb, the trial numbers soar. In the darkness with the light, the nighthawk, Shonshka, feathers soft, wings so wide, beneath the starshine of constellations. Can you find the edges and so find the knife bright shadows of the dead and dying? Oh, it is a war of faces. Media lights shine on fake news, the placated stalling to forestall any confessions of guilt or duplicity. Shadow rhymes and our sisters still die. Songs, waffle, cracked visions of flint, the stones that give off heat, the burnt sounds of faces buried in sleep. Oh, it is a war of faces. Photos surface on social platforms. Eyes pierce the clouds of a night sky, telling stories pinpoint direct. Burial messages, gaki, crows, messengers of the dead, soft wisps of bone smoke. It is the time for unveiling, and red earth is asking questions. Mm. It is a war of faces. 
Dodo Highlights Landfills Starlight falls upon their Unmarked tomes of interment No readings of spirit As yet done Everything silenced Unspoken passages Back Untaken Too many Lines of gathering sight Too many lives With the same misery intertwined Oh It is a war Of faces Todo Too many of the wrong people Not saying anything Bone wishes for breath Blood pulse for life Never ending in sensation Nerves ending in sensation Everything a tendril form of communication The teaching revisited days misspent Redeemed from the default of being squandered If you fall They will let you die Keep walking It is the only way Oh It is a war Of faces Todo Face off Defiance Pallid grounds of garbage Death Of fervor Shut it down Past time, past tense, it is time for answers, and we are asking questions. Our silent sisters shall no longer be spirit hungry. We shall bring them home. We are the ghost road born. It is a war of faces. Don't you join me? You bet. In peace. Uh, amazing stuff. Um, there is an awful lot to be said about this whole thing. Um, I kind of feel like there's a few lines I want to really kind of highlight in there. Uh, and you see the stories, um, the rift between priorities, like that really has been a recurring theme in this whole story is that people do want answers, but the people that can provide them don't seem interested in providing them searching for them. That really does seem to be at kind of the heart of the issue. We live in this modern age where we can get instant gratification, where we can flip to the internet, TV, get answers, get information, get entertainment. So our attention spans have diminished. So 
to be asking questions and be only met with silence, that is where the danger lies. It's too easy for this to slip off of people's radar now, for people to no longer want to give it attention. It is absolutely vital for you, for other people, to keep asking those questions, to keep bringing attention to the issue, because it is still a glaring issue. It has been for about the last forty. It has been for the last forty years, and that's mm-hmm. only of the ones that we know. That's that's not even counting the ones that went unreported, because either the, the families or the people who found, you know, the remains were, were in the of the mind. Oh, it's just another Indian, you know. Mm-hmm. So we we don't even know how many, you know, are are, are in that part of this story. We don't we don't know we don't even know we don't even have their names. So I do what I can to you know with what we do have and you know the fact that there are a lot of women's groups and native women's groups that are gathering themselves together and, and funding their own investigations trying to you know further the, the cause of you know, bringing back these resolutions to these families, and the, and the thing is, you know, the the, the, the one of the questions, or I should say, one of the, the the issues with the landfill, and there's two landfills in particular in uh, in Canada that are known to be dumping. And the thing is that there, that the native people are talking about is that they know that their relatives are out there, but they also know that there's a good chance that there's a whole bunch of other folks in terms of, you know, not necessarily of the same ethnicity who's, who's some of their, you know, their, their uh, uh, mothers, daughters, and, and you know, and, and, and granddaughters are out there. You know, so, so why don't they want to be interested and see if they can find some resolution for everyone? So it's a very, very uh, disheartening thing see that it's an important thing to do the work to to bring attention to it it's it's also something where I think unfortunately that does take a toll on everyone there is such a thing as compassion fatigue like you're you're saying heart sick soul sick it eats away at you being exposed to this type of stuff. So it's definitely something that requires a bit of balance. Oh, you definitely have to walk in that sense, right? Definitely. That's one of the and that's one of the reasons why we've always had ceremony, not just because of these kind of situations, but just being through daily life. You know, you have to keep that focus. So you know, it's a it's a, you know, regular case ongoing, and you know that's one of the uh, stories that I keep up with. Uh, a lot of I, I have some books that are on that, but it is so very hard for me to read them because I I don't I don't I can't speak for anybody else, but when I when I'm reading a a, a book, I 
it's like a mental movie for me. I I see what I'm reading, and I I have a hard time with that when it's you know when it's talking about that kind of subject matter. When it's that when it is that conversation. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that that tends to be a bit of an endurance trial. Um, oh yeah. But, um, well, there you are. Um, I you can find me. At, uh, on Facebook, and it's Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. You can uh, also find my some of my work on my free podcast. It's uh, Red Earth One, and if you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little quicker. I also have some work under Soldier Blue Blue on Reverb Nation. So I can I just I mean I'm always reading. I'm always you know doing my research. I'm always trying to shift out those. Uh, volumes that you know make uh, that are talking about the reality versus you know the the, the storybook uh, versions of stories uh, that I've seen because I know there's a lot of those out there too where they give you about half of the truth and then they want to color that in. So <laughs> I, I'm well aware of that too. Trust me. <laughs> but I've learned how to do. I've learned how to uh, to to make it work in terms of you know finding thank you again Christopher I appreciate your time and, and, and your attention and, and I definitely appreciate being able to get up here and, uh, and uh, create some, uh, some better awareness absolutely no thank you so much for calling in it's, it's always a pleasure to hear from you Soldier Blue thank you Christopher always a pleasure to talk with you alright man I'm going to put you on hold I'm going to bring on our next caller we have area code 419. 419, you are on the air. Good evening. Good evening. I am Rebel Jones. I think I've talked to you once before. It has been a little bit. Yeah. It was the last mm-hmm. time you hosted for Nyla. I think I called in. I yep. have a problem with I have a um, okay. prompt, which will also be the first, the title of the first poem I'll read tonight, and right. it is called "Traveling While Standing Still." Traveling while standing still. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's hear it. In the silent realm, where thoughts take flight. I voyage far yet remain in sight. Their feet rooted in the worn, familiar space, binding, gliding through cosmos grace, and unseen wings I travel far, beyond the confines of the earthly spar. Unmoved in body and spirit untamed to distant realms unnamed, unclaimed, worlds of color burst from the ether. Sunrise and sunset dance together, seas of time lapsing at a distant door. Traveling while standing still opens up new doors. Starry constellations draws the mat. On the canvas of closed eyes, perhaps no compass needed, no sails to billow. Carried forth on the currents of pillows. Mountains of dreams rise in the distance. Chasing horizons of existence where reality bends and the truth reveals in the space both imagined and real. 
galaxy spiral and halls of my mind and every nook and cranny new wonders to find through my feet my feet may be planted in my humble home these dreamscapes I am free to roam from echoes of the smallest cell to the cosmic symphony where stars first dwell. I traverse the universe tranquil and still. Experiencing travels no journey can fulfill. Thus the soul unfolds its silent thrill while the body rests the heart ascends at will. A paradox, the journey of night. Traveling while standing still, faster than the speed of sound and light. These thoughts and dreams of mine will one day become things of reality as I write them down in my little book and share them with the world as each reader and listener now travels too while standing still with me. Peace. Oh, man. That was some amazing stuff. Um I, I have to say, just the the way, the absolute skill that you are wielding your voice, you are absolutely embodying that title. Uh, the way that you are going through that is absolutely taking people and making them travel while they're standing still. It's almost impossible to hear something like that and just not have that, that sense of, like, listening to a street preacher that a, is a, fen- a that is phenomenal to hear because that is what it's like as an as an experience for me to write a piece like that mm-hmm. so if i can convey it well enough to let the reader or listener feel what i felt when i initially wrote the piece that's an amazing feat right there for me Absolutely. That was phenomenal. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there's another piece I'm going to read. It's an old piece I wrote a long time ago. But I think after um, – so I, in school right now, I'm, I'm in um, uh, U.S. history. Um, and I go to the, U, the University of Arizona. Um, <clears throat> and – Right now we're studying, well, I chose, uh, we're supposed to be choosing topics of four suffraging groups, and it was Native Americans, women, African Americans, and immigrants, right? So I chose Native Americans, and I've been researching and reading Native American history for the past four weeks, and it's, it's been heartbreaking, man. It's been a, a painful, a painful journey to learn about, so I can only imagine, like, what it must have been to be one, you know? So I actually wrote this new poem and it's called Lost on the Breeze. And the part about the part the part I picked apart out of all the history and Soldier Blue kinda of touched on it a little bit when he was assigned is how often, if not all the time, have the native have the native or indigenous people's issues been overlooked or just ignored plainly and and, and just rudely in front, you know, up front, like, we just don't care. You know what I mean? It was like, that's what I picked apart from all the history that I've been learning the past four weeks. And it just, man, it killed me. So that that inspired this poem called Lost on the Breeze. From the shadows of the past, beneath the open skies, stand the hearts of native spirits in silence, whispering wide. Voices long forgotten, 
Echoes of an ancient song. Echoes through the canyons where they have belonged. Ancient as the mountains, deep as the winding rivers flow. They've woven tales of time in every breeze that blows. Their stories etched in sandstone, painted in the shifting cloud. Yet often they are silenced and the history disavowed, overlooked, ignored, and echo in the wind. The beating hearts of a people, where does one begin? The dreams are with the eagle, the prayers in the fire's light. They are the soul of this land, holding on to the fight. Sacred are the lands where the forefathers tread, and every rustling leaf uh, tears history is shed. The wisdom is deep as the oceans, as tall as the towering pine, yet Often they are ghosted, lost in the folds of time. The silent drums in the moonlight, the songs of whispering trees, the whispers of the ages lost on the careless breeze from the mighty tribes of the plains to the forest quiet hush. This essential part of the mosaic lost in the onward rush. And in the wind remembers the melodies, the rivers recall their names. The mountains hold their history, the fire retains their flames. The spirit of Native America, enduring, proud, and free, still resonates in the heartbeats of the land from sea to shining sea. So let us not ignore their wisdom or overlook their claims. They've danced with the mighty bison. They've weathered storm and flame, a vital part of the canvas, the color in the dawn, native voices singing, a chorus to be drawn. We must look, we must listen, we must remember and comprehend. The history chain is unbroken, and we are all links that extend, acknowledging their presence, their rights, and their lore. Native voices overlooked shall be silence no more. Peace. Mm. Ah, that is some good stuff. I'm getting all kinds of, of just mental imagery from it. I mean, the title, the the whole flow of it, Lost on the Breeze, um, I just think of all the endless things, the stories that get lost just to the natural flow of time. We can... Right. Chisel things on the stone tablets, but that gets worn away. We'll lose things just naturally that way. And then to have things purposefully get buried, how much does get lost that way? Right. It broke that my heart to read four that. weeks of history of about 400 years of just neglect and and just mm-hmm. ignored and just overlooked. But but when the war broke free, they was good enough to come serve the master, right? It was just it was painful to read it all, and man. And as a veteran, it's really hard to be patriotic when you know you helped build on a system that comes in that kind of history. You know what I mean? It's, wow, so much so much thought and emotion going into really feeling that. You know what I mean? That is a very sad truth of our country is that there is a long-standing history of, well, people that weren't in the majority kind of getting the short end of the stick. Um, the, the saying of, you know, the victors get to to, uh, to write the history books is very, very true. And that does start to color how 
the cultures, the, the nations see that history, if they're told this is how things went down, then it's hard to refute it if those other stories never get shared. That's why it's important for the poets to be out there, you know, writing the truth. Absolutely. Poetry Thank don't you die. So much you can't kill poetry, stuff. man. You can't bury poetry. You can bury history, but you can't bury poetry. <laughs> All Everywhere. right, Rebel. How can people <laughs> find you? How can people share some love, some some positive feedback um, with you? Can check me out here Thursday nights at the Speakeasy is the place you'll find me the most. Um, occasionally I'll traverse through the Facebook hallways. I'd be on Clubhouse um, ever so randomly in various rooms doing little spoken word uh, moments. And if you just want to hear a bunch of material, a bunch of really good Rebel Jones material, you can check out my YouTube channel, um, which I haven't posted anything new in probably over a year. But it's Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, um, Madman Productions. Do a lot of work on that with Clarence Ferguson, Jr., um, C-34 Music. He's taken most of my works that I've written and um, done spoken word versions of and put them to music. We got albums on Mixcloud. We've got single songs on SoundCloud and wherever else he'd be posting his stuff. And you might nice. you might see me at Rebel Jones at, at, at Facebook, just Rebel Jones. But I don't hang out there too often. I got too many babies at home to <laughs> be dealing with Facebook drama. Uh, I'd say you've got your priorities straight. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, thank you for waking up today, and I will definitely, if the if the good Lord all around us allows it, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. Thank you for calling in. All right, Rebel, I'm going to push you on hold, and I'm going to bring on, I'm going to bring on our next caller. Our next caller is going to be area code 815. 815, you are on the air. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. I love the Speakeasy Cafe, and I'm glad that you're here. And now this afternoon, this is Gina Storm. How are you doing, Gina? Happy to be here. All right, Miss Gina. Do you happen to have a writing prompt for all your fellow poets out there? I'm not really good at prompts, um, so I'm just going <laughs> to, what I wanted to do was spit a piece that was shared in a group that I belong to, each one teach one, and seeing growth, they um, reposted a piece of mine uh, four days ago, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that one. So I'm going to do that one. And then I wrote a piece because I'm going to be featured on Clubhouse with the Small House of Poetry tomorrow. Um, myself and just Jay and all of us are going to be the whole, the whole family is going to be there. So I wrote a piece where I use all the family members' names in my piece, and I'd like to practice it if you don't mind. So I got two pieces, but I don't have a prompt. <laughs> That's okay. I'll let you off the hook this time. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. Look, Nyla usually gives me separate prompts. She is such a beast when it comes to this. She'll be like, okay, Gina, so this is your homework. And I'm like, oh, Lord, homework. Um, unlike I'll Rebel P. Jones, I'm not currently a student. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> look, <laughs> unlike Rebel P. Jones, I'm not currently a student. So what I do is me, and she allows it unless she gives me homework and then she expects it. So I'm going to sneak mm. this one in in her absence. <laughs> okay. So um, there was actually a picture. I was a profile, and um, it's a girl with a huge afro, and I happen to have a huge afro, and I titled this piece, Too Much. Too Much. I've seen things that would give you a heart attack to the average. See, I'm a queen who has been hurt, disrespected, and been pained. Most of these things were caused by someone who was close to me. I used to play pray for And then it occurred to me that some things are just what they are. People only do what you allow them to. So acting funny is my new reality. Don't mess with or get too close to me. My force field is up. My gun is set to stun. I'm technically on one. Please believe I'm still happy-go-lucky, big-hearted, and fun, just extremely cautious about whom I let in. Not everyone who claims to mean any good to you is actually the person who's going to do so, and that's the reality. Some use, others abuse, and there are also some complicated issues. The way my patience is set up, I don't want to be bothered with those who lie, cheat, or otherwise corrupt. I will offer them a smooch to my brown butt, even less than a what? I believe that there is some good in humanity. Trust and believe that when I tell you this about me. My family has plenty of loyalty. The whole town isn't out to get me. I think that if I felt that way, it would just be some kind of psychosis because I've seen too much. I've been hurt by a retarded amount of such and such, but it's never this. And I don't want to miss the good things in my life. I've just been handling my beds, not allowing the dirt to blow back on my skirt or to love those who are selfish or a jerk. That messes berserk. I'm single, but I like to flirt, and I can back it up too. And you'll see if I'm attracted to you. And one day soon, I could again find myself with a new boo, and he will receive all my deserved and reserved energy. It will be boundless, you see. And that lucky man, all I can say is that's what we'll be in peace. All right. I I had to very quickly mute myself because I think kind of caught me off guard with a very poetic way of telling people to kiss your ass. <laughs> um, you ha- you had that line in there about giving a smooch to your brown butt, and it, w- it was just yeah. like that was that was great. <laughs> my my mom says that I can cuss you out, and you'll thank me for the privilege. There, there's definitely something to be said. Like, you never really experience hurt quite like from someone that you did trust, someone that you did love. That really is at the core of betrayal. It's hard to experience that level of hurt without experiencing that degree of love, trust, faith in another human being and then having it taken away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even though I've been married and divorced twice, a lot of my poetry when it comes to betrayal has nothing to do with my marriages. It has more to do Mm -hmm. with people that I trusted and gave my heart to and let in my space. 
Like um, I had a cousin that I dubbed my favorite, and she lives in Michigan, and I live in Illinois, and we didn't spend a lot of time together growing up. But as adults, we've always just felt like we were in sync. She came and stayed with me for less than a week. It was um, six days and five nights. And that's when I realized that I need to live alone. Um, not only that, but I can't have negative energy in my home. Like I have to have people around me who mean me good. And I didn't realize that she was selfish until she came to stay with me. So sometimes you don't know a person until you live with her. Sometimes, yeah, it's hard to be past that that surface veneer. It, it's not until we do get up close and personal that it does start to become more apparent. Some of those not-so-nice little secrets that people do tend to keep. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she, that she was selfish. She was actually treating me like the help in my house, like talking mm. orders and giving commands. And I was like, ooh, I'm sorry. I'm not built for this. <laughs> you got the wrong one, uh, baby. Not going to be a guest in your house for very long like that. Oh, no. Um, actually, it happened twice. It was a cousin on my dad's side and a cousin on my mom's side. Each one of them stayed for exactly six days and five nights. And I was like, ooh, I can't have company for a week. That means that I don't need company staying with me. I got a cat. She's funny acting just like me, so we're perfect. <laughs> she would give you side eye real quick. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Luna, you're a lunatic. And then my daughter said, don't call Luna a lunatic. She kind of is, though. And I like that. I like the fact that she's a savage. She don't care nothing about your feelings. She don't do her. So, yay. That is that is a perfect summary of all things cat. <laughs> all things I didn't know I wasn't cat people. I got her um, this year, and I would never had a cat previously. So to have a cat for the first time ever, I was like I'd already always been um, a dog owner. I'd always had fur babies, but, you know, they were canines. And so when I got this cat, all I could think was, I hope this works out. Then I realized, oh, my God, if I were a cat, I'd be her. But we're good. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop myself from going down the rabbit hole. Um, okay, you don't, said you don't had do a it. second I'm, piece for us. I do, and this is a practice piece because I wrote it while I was listening to the other poets in the Small House of Poetry on Clubhouse spit their pieces about being a member of the Small House. So in the piece, I'm going to name all of the members. But I'll have to break it down for you afterwards because you don't know who they are, but I do. So I'm just I'm going to give it to you. I titled this piece, Poetic Poetry for the Small House of Poetry. We be real. We be raw. We be nothing you ever saw. I'm not really seeing the distance. I'm up close and personal with the poetic poetry. It's indigenous to me. See, I cut my teeth before entering these clubhouse streets beyond the norm. A crazy, sexy, cool storm ready to spit because I'm with the shits. The small house is little by no means, but we remain that way because we are mighty. Use the atlas to guide you, and we aren't the alpha, but we can be the omega. It's Mama Donna's wisdom that fuels me. Plus, I love love, and it's all fabby. Sage is our family from across the pond. 
making passports and wireless mics a necessity as we whisper loudly. When the elder is speaking, greatness and inspiration is leaking since we stay easy as just day on Sunday morning. If we allow stagnation, we would stay in this station, but we are destined for greatness. No longer shackled, we are free. The tidy but mighty small house of poetry with the dopeness of poetic poets. And that's my piece. Um, so mm. let me break it down. I'm Storm, obviously. And mm-hmm. Atlas Omega is a member of our house, so I used his name in the Alpha Omega and Atlas to guide us part. Mama Donna is the mom of the Small House of Poetry because she actually is Elder Wallace's mother, and we just call her Mama Donna. <laughs> and Love Fabby is Fabiola Charles's government name, but her stage name is Love Fabby. Sage Jallo is from London, England, even though he's African and he lives across the pond, and Timothy Whispers uses the hashtag Whisper Loudly when he ends his piece, and Jerry King is the founder of the small house, and he calls himself just Jay, so he's easy as Sunday mornings, and I use everyone's name in the piece for a piece titled Poetic Potency that we're all going to do tomorrow in a small house collab. We're going to do a speed round where we all end and begin our piece with the last line of the last person's piece. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So I wanted to practice it, and thank you for giving me a platform. Absolutely. All right, Gina, how can people find you, uh, share some love with you, give you some feedback? All right. You can find me on Clubhouse in the Small House of Poetry. You can find me on Epiphany with the Just Jay and Gina show. That's every other Saturday night, not this Saturday, but next Saturday at 319-527-6300. If you call in online at blogtalk.com. You can also find me here at the Speakeasy Cafe every Thursday night. That's possible, and I try to be here every week. And you can also find me anywhere that there's poetry, because I love poetry and I'm a poetess. I'm Gina Storm, like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me anywhere that poetry can be found. It's Gina with an E, Storm, like inclement weather, and I'm here to share. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you for calling in today. You're welcome. So now I said, hey, I'm glad that you're here holding it down, and I will see y'all next week. Awesome. All right, I'm going to put you on, and I'm going to bring on the next caller. But before I do that, I see someone hiding in the lineup. Is this who I think it is? It is. Is it really noisy? Not too bad just yet. How are you doing, Nyla? I'm driving my ass off. <laughs> um, please be careful. I'm pretty it, sure it, everybody it, would prefer that you get to your destination safely and in one piece. <laughs> so what excuse did you give him this week? I said that you were busy fighting off the evil robot ninja pigs and were unfortunately 
untimely detained. You weren't supposed to tell them the truth. But the world is slightly safer for the moment until the next time. <laughs> you, you could have told them there was an emergency with one of my kids, and I'm on my way home now. <laughs> um, that is slightly less fun than the robot ninja pigs. That's true, but it was spitting llamas. Ah. That, that spat fireball. You may want to put me I'm here listening If you want me to try mm-hmm. hosting with you I can But I don't know if the background noise From me driving is going to be Too loud for people I actually Don't hear anything else Maybe that's just me okay. Maybe I'm special But I will keep you on I don't and we'll have see my headset with me So I have those. you on I have you on car speaker, so if it starts to echo, just mute me. Okay. All right. So we'll try it out. If someone raises a complaint, then I will mute the host of the Speakeasy Cafe and let all the power go to my and, head. And I am starting. I am starting to go through the past, so you might lose me anyway. But if I you do, oh, I'll call dear. right back in. Okay. Yes, you know, right? <laughs> we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it. That's the spirit. Okay. So the next caller I see with their hand up is going to be area code 732. 732, you are on the air. And it's good to be on the air. I recognize that voice. You do so? How do you do that? Or God bless freaking gravity to be on the air. Hey, cool. I'm glad to be recognized. And I thank you for Thursday. Okay, here's this week's whatever. No, no. It's quiet and simple. Anyhow, this is this week's, this week's one, two, quick, quick thing. This week's set. Franz Kafka went to France where he caught a cough from wearing no pants while he danced the can-can, a futuristic Jerusalem trek right out of an episode of Star Trek with hustling white castles, spreading cheese whiz, and getting into street hassles by reading Zap comics, rapping with Wiz Khalifa to the music of Frank Zappa. Franz Kafka went to France to dance the can-can, wearing smudge rouge and acting like a rude rogue although immortalized in the metamorphosis in the hot clubs of the Moulin Rouge. In a room sitting on a sofa with Sophia Loren and the Sufi mystic Rumi, drinking lemon soda, listening to the Lemon Sisters sing the John Lennon song, Number Nine Dream, imagining what it would be like to dance the waltz on the Lawrence Welk show, drinking elk milk with an elk of my kind of blue, when out of the blue a spring broke. So what? I joked a broken spring turned the sofa we were sitting on with Sophia Loren and the soupy mystic Rumi into a couch of ouch. So imagine being in the same room sitting on a sofa with Sophia Loren and the soupy mystic Rumi. Okay, cool. 
One afternoon I was drinking port on a porch in Portugal with the Buddha from Budapest when we saw a seagull leave its nest and fly towards the sea. Did you see that? No, the Buddha replied. What did you see? I said I saw a seagull leave its nest and fly towards the sea. And what will happen next was anyone's guess. The Buddha from Buddha, anyone's guess, the Buddha from Budapest said, let's play a guessing game and ask our guests to guess what's to happen next. All this was happening while we watched the seagull leave its nest and fly towards the sea, all the while drinking port on a porch in Portugal with the Buddha from Budapest. <laughs> That's this week's nonsense. All the generational references are, that's okay. Here's nothing. Hailing a cab with Cab Calloway and the scooter Phil Rizzuto, when all of a sudden a Mini Cooper driven by Minnie the Moocher pulled up. Next stop, Carnegie Hall. Your tickets are waiting at will call. While on our way, we saw Cher hailing a cab. She's a red-hot hoochie coocher, said scooter Phil Rizzuto. Are you sure it's Cher? Let's take her there, and maybe she'll be more than willing to share the fare. Heidi-ho, and here we go. We'll get there quicker if we imbibe on some of this elixir. Zippity-doo-dah, and when you wish upon a star, and hell, hell, rock and roll. We're going to Carnegie Hall to see the Westminster Dog Show. Good thing we picked up Cher. She came in second place. Thank you. Put the use the useless into her used to being used. As those who used to use them are as those who put the use to useless until they're being used by those who used to use them. Thursday. Thanks for letting me listen. That's all. Welcome to New Jersey. <laughs> Stifling. I got to get speaking, whatever. How are everyone? How are you guys? Thanks. Thursday. Too much fun. I'm glad thing I remember. Thanks for reminding me it is Thursday. And Thursday it is. Good. Really good. Who used to use until they're used to being used as those who used to use them. I don't know why that one was miswritten. Anyhow, happy doodle freaking day. Have some fun. Be kind. We're all right. How can I help you? What can I do for you? As those who are used to use them are as used, are as used, used to be using used. Anyhow, that's all. We're okay here. I'll call. See you guys later. Thanks for being on the phone. My iPhone used to make uh-huh. noise, and now it doesn't. It just hums, freaking things. Anyhow, so be it. I can listen to the rest of the show, please. Thanks. One heck of an introduction from our very own Gregory Schwartz. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for that. I love that. I forget. Usually call in when I – thanks. I feel part of something. I love listening. Be well. Thanks. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Gregory. (laughs) Yes, sir. You're very welcome. Here and gone in a flash. All right. I'm going to bring on our next poet then. I see area code 807. 807, you are on the air. I am unmuted as the, as the gentle male voice. 
How are you, Christopher? I'm doing good. It looks like we did just lose Nyla, so it's just me at this point. Oh, okay. I'll uh, just get the poem here. Is that the poem there? Ah, yeah. So I have two poems. Uh, One is origami and two is Prussian blue. And the origami one comes from... Uh, I love anything astronomy, astrophysical, and I had learned of this mathematical thing where something like some weird construct where like you, you could unfold a piece of origami and could like theoretically go all the way to the moon. And I was, when I heard that, I was like, wow, trippy, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the origin of that one. So here we go. Hmm. Origami of the soul feeling as if one could fly to the moon in foldings of a tesseract, flowing with the effortless effort of a reed, folding one's will like the wings of a crane. The music of the spheres driving you along the way, compelling you to destiny, impelling you to take on a mystery. As one finds the impossible fold, that fold of origami that bisects the perfect point in space and time, where you find the perfect reason for being, your spirit's perfect poetic rhyme. You move slowly but surely to your destiny, like a turtle racing against nothing, the shell of your spirit protecting, enfolded upon itself, the motive of your heart guiding you as it lays protected in the chest, a latticework of perfect origami of emotive thought, thoughts that lead to perfect action and feeling, as you fold your way to the moon and beyond. Lay your head upon the singular lux of a moon's gentle light as you let your origami wings take flight, a perfect crane's wings folded to the moon and beyond, where no malefic thought shall ever abscond. So that was the first one. That was uh, origami. And the second one here is uh, Prussian blue and... This I wrote when I was studying a bit about uh, about painting, but especially acrylic painting. And I uh, looked up the history of uh, Prussian blue, like the the production of the shade of Prussian blue and how it was used in art. (laughs) A Prussian shade of blue, it comes into my view. Waves of shade crash at the shores of art, a royal color manifesting deeper than cobalt, emotively. Of the spect- more of spectrum than indigo, hints of green to hint at a shade of teal. I think upon this color as it comes upon the shores of the world in a starry night, ushering a modern perception of color, a happy accident come about by bones of animal, dyed in the artistry of insectile red. So mysterious is this color that only nature may revel in its glory. I seek to use its hues to tell a story. Birds singing from Mount Fuji of its beauty, singing a tale that only its royal qualities may reveal. And that is Prussian Blue. Man, Robbie. (laughs) Not exactly what I would have expected. I mean, I don't sit down and think, okay... Here's a shade of, of a color, and today I'm going to hear a poem about it. 
Yeah. Well, it's involved in it, two of it, my favorite paintings of all time. There's uh, Starry Nights that's got Prussian blue in it, and same mm-hmm. with uh, Ways Off Toku Kanagawa. Kanagawa, I think it is. Not Tokugawa. Kanagawa. That it's that famous wave picture, that Japanese block print, and you see the the poor yeah. sailors in their and uh, the two boats there hanging on for their dear mm-hmm. lives. <laughs> yeah, I have a print of that in my. Uh, I was going to say my office. I don't know why I was going to say my office. <laughs> my, I don't have an office <laughs> in my place. I'm just looking at it right now, along with another block print that I have with it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's uh, that's my poetry there. Maybe I'll do cobalt red someday for you. Talk about how toxic it is in the poem. <laughs> you know, I would not be opposed to this. I'm I'm always really intrigued by the stuff that you bring because it it, it does make me sit there and think and just kind of go like, huh, never quite imagined something along these lines. So. Anything that kind of puts me into that headspace, I'm I'm all for. It's like the remember Arsenio Hall when he would say things that make you go hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the rap song, there that 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 had that line too. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, uh, those my those were like my two poems there and. Uh, I haven't done the uh, much more study of late the, into the acrylic paints. I still have them. Someday I'll get back to it, but that's going to get harder for me to get into because with painting, if you don't have the natural talent for drawing so that you can draw the base and then paint it in, it, it's for me, I find it much harder to uh, discipline yourself to that talent than most other talents if you – if you don't have the natural talent for it, but uh, someday. <laughs> I think it, it's just like poetry. It's one of those things where it, it takes practice. Nobody mm-hmm. really walks up to something and the very first time they're, you know, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, you're not the very best the very first time you attempt something. You have to build up to that point. So it's yeah. never something that I expect someone just to go like, yeah, I'm, I'm God's greatest gift on earth. And here's Michelangelo. Just I'm going to turn out Michelangelo's David in, in no time. Whatever. No mm-hmm. big deal. <laughs> what ends? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, uh, if, if you want a poetic challenge, uh, maybe uh, because someone could write on find a – a shade of color like that cobalt red or like one of the just very distinct colors in painting. Uh, and uh, just look up, yeah, look up a, a shade in, that's used in painting a lot and uh, write a poem about it. That's your prompt, folks. Don't disappoint me, y'all. <laughs> All right. That one would definitely kind of stump a few people, I would think. Okay, Robbie. <laughs> How are people going to find you and share some love, some feedback with you? Uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And uh, if you find me on Facebook under that name, you'll find all the connections there uh, to where I'm at and that. And 
I just remembered that uh, a friend who I hadn't seen in years and years who used to hear my poetry and that she was introducing me. She says, well, and he introduces himself as Robbie Baby Dark Poetry. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't, I don't use that name anymore. <laughs> I have outgrown that name. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize just how much I was like, yeah, I, I don't dig that name for myself anymore. But it seems to have stuck. People just... Uh, like Nyla and and some others, they just uh, and Jimmy. I don't I don't I don't mind. Of, of course, it's an affectionate thing. It's a, it's a term of endearment that I think they use it that way. But uh, <laughs> I definitely have uh, have uh, phased over into the Robbie's multimedia poetry. <laughs> I mean, it's it's totally fine. People do grow up. We mature. We grow out of those old phases. But yep. by the same token, the people that have known you throughout, I mean, your parents typically always see you as their little baby. Mm-hmm. So um, oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to get away from it sometimes. But if a beautiful woman said, get over here, Robbie, baby, then, ah, I'm all ears. I'm I'm, I'm all for it. I'm getting over there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I am going to put you <laughs> on hold. I send you into silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on hold. <laughs> Bring on our next people. Um, Before I get myself in more trouble. <laughs> sometimes it is the, the better part of Valor. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Thank you for calling in. I'm going to put you on hold. All right, and I do see that it looks like Nyla has managed to get back in. Nyla, are you there? I am. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh. uh, Can can you hear me? I can hear you, but it looks like yeah. something just happened. The board just blipped and everything I, just seemed to disappear. That was weird. I brought you on, and you just kind of wiped the floor with everybody else. Wow. So yeah. try What'd opening up a new tab with the studio. Try opening up a new okay. tab with the studio. Hmm. Is this what you go through every week? Just like, yeah, I'm not sure long so I'm just going to pretend. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, stiffer. Okay, so I was laughing yes, my uh, butt off when you were talking to Robbie. Uh-oh. I, I, I was wow. laughing my butt off while you were talking to Robbie. Because you can't expect to pick something up and be perfect at it the first time. You're not going to sit there and, 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 you know, chisel Michelangelo's David the first. It's going to take you lots of practice. And I'm thinking, this comes from a man that I tried to teach how to cast a fishing pole. I don't know. Shall I get into that story? Shall I get into that story? You tried oh, one time damn. and threw it your pole down like on the ground, stomped at it, and said, I'm not though. doing yeah. this anymore. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, no. no I'm like not doing it anymore. Oh, no. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. But it's like do it, do as you say, not as you do, right? Obvious, obviously. Exactly. I work in mental health. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> this is how I teach people: don't do what I do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, is, is the board still broken? To be a bad example. <laughs> is it is it right? Is the board still broken? Um, I do see one new caller that doesn't have their hands up. I see area code eight six three, but. I don't really see any of the other callers that wore there, so um, weird. Are there any callers that were on that have already read? Did you lose everybody? I do see. Mm. I spy with my little round eye something that looks like Robbie Baby. And yes, Robbie, Robbie you will always be my little beep, 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 baby boo. What I just got ran off the road. You worry me. You worry me a lot. Little dude, uh, if I was on worldwide radio, I would drive this car right up your butthole right now. Just saying. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm better now. Sorry. Are we a, a road rage incident? All right. No, I'm just gonna totally take them off my Christmas card list. I uh, I do see some new hands up, so let me go ahead and bring on area code eight six three. Eight six three, you are on the air. Is that Noreen? That is Noreen. So I'm going to guess that it's probably gonna take a little bit. Um, and there it um, is. He's going to go, oh, 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 Hello, Christopher. Hello, Nyla. Hello, Hello, Noreen. (laughs) How are you all doing? Absolutely wonderful. That's awesome. Doing much better now that I've got my weekly dose of Noreen. I'm doing good. I'm still mowing the yard. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm on the back. And then, 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 then last Friday, well, I didn't feel like going out there. But then I heard something out out there. I thought, but um, I couldn't tell who it was. Somebody come out there and and finish the front yard for me. So um, I've been working on the backyard. I couldn't Somebody tell who it was. Somebody mowed your front yard for you. Yes, I don't know who it was. Wow. I think I think I know who it is. That was awfully kind. Yes, it is. I think I know who it is, but I haven't. He lives next door, named Ralph, and um, I haven't seen this at the TV. It is him to thank him as it is. 
And um, uh, but I did do the backyard, but I'm not through yet. I still got a ways on the backyard. Did you uh, take a picture of you with your lawnmower? Yes. I just haven't posted it yet. I, I couldn't. I had to uh, take the picture separate because um, it was hard to do the picture with me and the lawnmower to hold it out like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had to do it separately. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, you could stand in front of the lawnmower and take a picture of it behind you, like a selfie. Um, I had to figure out how to, um, cause I was trying to do it like a selfie, but when I had my hands stretched way out, it, um, I was trying to get the shirt I had on, too, you know, because that was a speakeasy cafe uh, shirt. Oh, you wore the speakeasy shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want to make sure I got that in. <laughs> I'll have to. Uh, Christopher doesn't know the lawnmower story. I'll have to fill him in on that. Okay. Okay. You guys have inside jokes and you're not sharing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see how it is. I see. Noreen, has a deathly, Noreen had a deathly fear of lawnmowers, and I'll tell you why later, but she finally conquered that fear and mowed her front yard. Nice. Yes, now I'm doing the backyard. That's going to take a while because it is way up, so and it's really um really thick, so that will take a while. Mm. I, I'll, I'll go back tomorrow evening. I did it Tuesday. No, no, I didn't. Um, I did it um <laughs> Sunday. Oh, yes, I did Sunday and Tuesday, and then I'll be doing it again tomorrow night. It's been so hot, that's why I ain't been doing it every day. Uh, that's probably why, because, yeah. Yes. I know every time Nyla tries to mow her lawn, I, I kind of have to yell at her because I know she will stay out there until she collapses and some random stranger happens to yes. find her and wake her up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. You have to wake me up. Why? What? Because they have found you passed out on your lawn. That's not good. You got to so be careful, Nyla. You mm-hmm. have to be careful. He's making that up. You, He's you making that up. Wow. All right, I was just, what I was taking mean? a nap. <laughs> Noreen, save me. Read a poem. Okay. Uh, um, of Gary's poem, I have a musician's love. The, okay. The violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro. Never ending cycle like tunes of practice done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Skies darken and the night settles down. As I leave a wanton wanderer full of thought. It makes no difference if the sweet or hot. The pictures of probability is what I see. To embellish a spellbound dream for me. The end. Okay. And and um his second one is the aura of truth. Um poetry is a communication of truth, a necessity of understanding something you can believe in, 
a comfort to your well-being to know and to feel. Evil will be spread to the open mind. The love of others shall be in kind. The end. Wow. That was awesome, Lauren. I always okay, love how you, you call in and share some scary stuff. Yes, I, I enjoyed that because I don't want him to be forgotten. I want to keep on sharing, and that's what I know that's what he wants too. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, That's what I. That's what I want, and that's what he wants, and that's what you all want. Everybody wants to hear his poetry. And what else you got, baby? Okay, I have a poem that I wrote called A Letter from Heaven. Okay. Okay. Oh, my sweetheart, I love you so very much. I didn't want to leave you, but I was getting older and too many aches and pain. I hope you never have to endure. I tried to hold on for us, you and I, but I couldn't. God said my time is finished here on earth. Now it is my time to go with it, to go with him. God said he will watch over you, and I'll be by your side too. When you feel that special cool breeze, you know what I mean. Wait, 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 let me start that sentence. And I'll be by your side too. When you feel that spatial cool breeze brushing against you, you know what I mean. I just can't describe it. Anyway, you will know it's me. I know you're hurting. Your heart is is broken. I wish I could ease your pain and mend your broken heart, but I can't. Only God can do that. Don't ever give up, my love. Keep on living for the two of us, you and I. I believe in you. I always have. I know it won't be easy to continue on without me, but remember, I'll always be with you in my spirit and in your heart. Oh, I love you, my sweetheart, forever and more. I wish I could wipe away your tears from your face. Do me a favor. Keep on writing poetry. Don't ever quit. I know you want to keep me alive. Writing poetry is how you can keep me alive. Remember this, honey. I am every love poem you've you've read. I am every love song you've heard. I am every romantic picture you've seen. And remember, all the great memories we had together, and most important of all, I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more, sealed with my love, hugs and kisses. The end. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. um, Thank you. So endearing. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Okay. Are you going to share two of yours tonight? Um, yes. And the second one is called okay. Private Love Letters. Between you and me, these love letters from you are only for our eyes only. Now and then, I'll take these three love letters out of my purse and read it in, in private. They put a smile on my face with tears staining my eyes. Not one person will read it or see it except you, for you and me. They are meant for our eyes only, only in private. The end. 
Lorraine and I. I love the fact that you have this boundless money that really is very tangible in all of the stuff that you that you share with us. Yes. I would think that we would just all be so very fortunate if we could have even a fraction of what you have experienced. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, th- thank you. I still miss him, and I know I always will. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I forget what day it was. Um, I know it had been last week when I was um taking a break from mowing the front. Yeah, it must have been last week because I was mowing the front then, and and then um I was sitting out there. This orange butterfly was all around me. This flying around me. It was so awesome. I know that was him. Mm-hmm. I, I keep wondering if that my cat, Callie, that was Gary too. I don't know because it disappeared week before Christmas, and I miss my cat. I have more than one, but this one was spatial because, cause, 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 um, you know, it used to um would talk to me at when I was doing laundry in a in a back porch. It would come up in front of me while I was doing it and sit talking to me like it was human or something, sit chatting away. <laughs> and and, and that before I could even touch him, pet him, or her. I don't know if it was him or her, but um, wouldn't let me, um, that was before. Then finally, after a long time, I'd finally get to um, pet him or her. And then, then right before the um, Hurricane Ian, Callie was the only one would come inside. The others would not come inside here, and it stayed here till week before Christmas, and disappeared. And last I seen him or her, it was on the um on top of the couch on that back of it, laying there. That was the last I seen him. Never seen him again. Week before Christmas, and it disappeared. And I, I don't know. And 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 sometimes it would come and, and, and when it wants my attention, it would put its paws on my lap. It was so awesome. And the other cats won't come to me yet. They're still um um a wild still. Still a tad feral. Yes, feral. Yep. But Callie was very spatial. Mm-hmm. It looks like we did lose Nyla again, so I will oh, keep oh. my eyes open and see if she maybe is able to call back in. Okay. But, Noreen, before I let you go, can you let everybody know how they can find you and share some love? Okay. And you can find us on, on our, all our books on Amazon.com, and you can find us on our official website, um, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder at no, not at Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can find Gary on um uh, um oh Facebook dot com um reverbnation dot com and poetrypoem dot com, and you can find me on poetrypoem dot com and um um oh Facebook dot com and reverbnation dot com. And you can find me on the Poetry Club, and I ha- at um, and you can find me on 
every Saturday at 5 o'clock in the evening at the Poetry Club Saturday night sh- uh, show. And then you can find me on this coming um, Monday. I'm going to be interviewed. I'll have another show coming up on How to Chat with Poet Noreen, episode 10. It will be um, uh, Bob McNeil. And um, I don't think anybody will really ask questions because he's still healing from... Um, uh, from um, still healing from last year, from that when he had his lung collapsed, so he's still not well, so he has limitations. So I think he's only going to read a couple of poems. That'd be about it. So I don't. So and that'll be Monday at seven o'clock Eastern time. And then you can find me here too every Thursday. And then you can find us on ko dot com. Front slash Gary and Noreen. Mm-hmm. Okay. All they need to do is take a look around outside, and they will find you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, because we're we're uh, you can how you say it now. I haven't said it so long. We're Googleable and Googleable. I think that's how you say it. I forgot. <laughs> it's been so long. Thank you so much for calling. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, thank you, and thank you for having us here. And you're doing an awesome job, um, um, uh, Christopher. Keep keep up the good work. Thank you, Noreen. You're welcome. Okay, you're very welcome. I'm gonna put you on hold, Noreen, and I'm gonna bring on our next caller. Okay. Just to give you guys a heads up. It's getting a little bit late, so at this time, I think we're going to go down to just one poem. Um, (coughs) Next up on the air, I see area code 832. 832, you are on the air. 832, are you there? I know that voice. How are you doing, Uma? Doing good. This is Scott Adams. It has been quite some time. This is Christopher Ryan. This is Ryan. Good to hear you. I remember. It's been and a while. Yeah, it is. And I miss Naila Alicia also and also Noreen. But today I was able to hear all three of you, and that's wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I have sent a, a recorded version. I'm not sure if it is played already, and if you want me to read out all those things once again, or if it's not played, if you think it is worth my while and your while to hear it and for me to read it. I am absolutely happy to hear whatever you want to share. It has been far too long, so I am all ears. Okay. And... Uh, Please give me feedback because these days I'm not sure and I'm not even understanding if any of my work makes any sense. So I sincerely and uh, (laughs) really tell me what is wrong with me and how it is, you know, whatever sense it makes or not. If there is a right way or wrong way, I don't know, but here it is. Okay. Okay, I just need to go back to that. Okay. 
No, I get lost actually. I, I, I sometimes wonder what's happening with me. Is is it the right thing that I'm doing, or where is it gone? And yes, I found it finally. Hmm. So um, this is um, the homecoming or teacher, teacher, be mine. And it's a poem that I wrote on July 18th. You'll find my poems on uh, my new blog, New Poetry by Uma Gigi. Oh, there are three Gs actually. By mistake, I must have said Uma Gigi G, blogspot.com. So I didn't know how many times I have to say G, I, G, I, and it went another time. So, but it doesn't, it does make sense. It just means to say, uh, Miss Umajiji. That's all it means. Another G, once it adds, it adds to that. So let's um, not worry about it. And uh, if you permit me, I'd like to read it. My homecoming or teacher, teacher, be mine. With midsummer heat cooling a bit. With midsummer heat cooling a bit. Weather forecast of future heat, dwindling now and bundling then. My shadows, some in rain or shine, I realize suddenly that homecoming is not too far away. Some friends gone and some lost in time. My days within this home that I call me, will be only memories, if not worth a dime. I realize one other thing that keeps me busy day or night of thoughts or plights. That time will come when all is lost except hope to survive, to part knowledge of love or art before I depart. If not to all, at least to one that may matter or none. Yet in the back of my thoughts, you should excuse me for just a minute. Was that in pause? Uh, no, uh, I had to turn off the stove. I'm sorry ah. about it. <laughs> the pressure cooker was going, so before it goes two other times, which I have to have it do, do, but I didn't want it to disturb me further. So no more chaos with that now. Yet in the back of my thoughts, causing a nagging, lingering pain, yet to be forgotten, I realize I do not recall you. Nor your face. Owing to the time spending decades away since I have seen, maybe fleetingly while waiting in a doctor's office or purchasing flower plants in the, at the nurseries or at the nearby Walmart doing groceries or supplies for my kids' projects, that was done ages before. I forget how you look or how your voice sounds, yet at the back of my mind, I knew your presence. 
or so did I think I found. But today, I know for sure it was a fantasy as before, played by him, to lure me to live in hope of seeking until I find him. Wow, what a teacher he is he. What a teacher is he without letting his pupil know, scaffolding all along until the final home of coming to him. End poem. Mm -hmm. I think it made sense, Ella. I really liked actually how, at least to me, it seemed like the very beginning did tie into the very end there. The idea of the midsummer heat dying down, forecast and the idea of is this just a fantasy all of that does tie together very nicely in terms of something that is passing us by slipping away so I I enjoyed the piece thank you Ryan absolutely all right do you want to let everybody know how they can come and find you and share some feedback, some love for you? Awesome. I would definitely want them to help me with that. My mm-hmm. poetry is now coming up in the new blog. My new poetry, there's no my, I think. I guess it is a new poetry by Uma com. And my old poetry is still there. I have not disturbed it, and it's still hanging, if you remember. My poetry by Uma Pochampali at blogspot.com. Since Uma Pochampali was way too too many syllables, I thought Uma Jiji is easier for us to remember by. So I just changed the blog uh, to a different ID. That's all it is. Um, I'm going to put the other one also, the link, so that if somebody may want to go back, they can still go back by finding that link. So it would be there. That's about two other sources to find my poem would be, poems would be um, Poem Hunter and then on an Amazon I have a book, which I'm not sure if anybody is interested in getting it or not. It's called um, A Few Poems from My Heart and it's not professionally edited. I have edited it and my skills are limited. But there is a professionally edited book which is edited um, from on blurb.com. Um, Brian Dixon is the editor and he is the poet. Um, he is the, the poet is the editor. did an excellent job. But uh, entire collection is my work. It's called Sunset Sail on a Moonlit night. So these are the things. And uh, apart from that, you can find me most of the time in Miss Naila Alicia's, you know, Speakeasy Cafe, and where I get to meet uh, Christopher I and G, um, and 
and Snyder ji and all other people so ji is to say it's the it like a square like we say so bear with me i, I ought to have that ji in the end to say coming from where i come from that is so um yeah that's about it thank you so much roma it is it's been so nice to be able to hear from you again thank you thank you so much and thank you all friends and you all have a great day and night wherever you are <laughs> good night uma good night bring on nyla once more it looks like she managed to find her way back miss nyla is that you yes can you hear me again I can hear you. I'm having a heck of a time. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're doing If you're on you're the You're doing road. such a great job. <laughs> I will take that into consideration as soon as I see all of the uh torches and pitchforks disappear. But uh yeah. <laughs> all right. I see two more people with their hands up it is we should have enough time in order to to hear from everybody without having to go in archive time so let me bring on our next caller that's going to be area code 573 573 you are on the air hello 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 Christopher Ryan and I am nine of the students sisters hello Finn my darling no, no, no. Okay, so now that you're on the phone, I have to change tactics because I have this, this amazing piece I wrote the other day. I wrote over 3,000 words the other day. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's about 3,000. Uh, four, four poems, and uh, there was like seven, actually, but um, a couple of them got um, – bear with me. I don't have my hearing aids. Um, Couple of them got transferred into one, and I, it, it is my Emancipation Proclamation, and I wanted to share it, but I wasn't going to share it if you weren't here. So you're here. This is cool. Are we having a good night, people? It does seem to be going really good. Nyla was able to make her way back in. We're hearing from you. We're hearing from all these these people that I haven't heard from from a long time. So it is all good. Right on, right on. Where's my lighter? I need to take a long ride. All right, stop. We'll do it about it. All right, so uh, the other day, now I um, getting back to myself. Had uh, many revelations. This is seven G's and four scores. <laughs> it took seven grams and twenty-two years to realize she wore my feelings as if I had too many. And it was an amusement in college regard to be so fashionable. What the fuck? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I giggle. It's absurd. The discernment of your care on regard to what? Always wore underwear, but you stared so absent and remiss in theirs. Why? I'm flagrant hysteria needing supple breast to nurture my frivolous. But Turkey taught you what to be after. And you found a home. And what I've tried to relent, you're less... Is an absent and flagrant hysteria of mismanaged packages. 
my delicacy, a monster needing friends, not mystery, as I crawl amongst my skin. I'm sin. But you're about what you came for. Is there harvest in it? This abandon you crave. I'm insatiable, bitch, but not remiss. The twilight's meandering, thoughtless abandon. Why? It's comfort I'm after. A home I carved out of hollow wood, meant to cave. Yet again, portals illuminate. You harbor in the revel of a revelry I adored, but knew better. Mistook a frolic, wondering for happenstance of not. In your witchcraft, I was drunken and consumed. Mine, yours, ours. Why? There's point past and persist, and I'm so far fucking over it. For real. Once clarity dawns at the brazier, my dear, and you're stupefied still. Redundancy deluges its point. Harnesses five of restraint. This craving insatiable, I will attend. You choose to dine. Mine. Take what's no longer sequestered. You've given to me all I can stomach. As I vomit deathful lullabies. Strychnine laces and your perversions only. Not mine. I have what's mine. You don't define mine. Cutters endeavors. Picking your... Mild neglect refrains to what death attained. You twinkle come twat melodies of fetal to range obsession. Cradled in effervescent hues, I'm consumed in pastel atrocity. Suddenly confused at why one so unglued in the facet of reasoning. I hyperextended palettes of no aura of understanding what's always present, seemingly redundant, so I vitalize what you find compromised in possession as below my prime. Objectively, you're missing the point. As I'm enlightened and get two fucks, but do. My shit fits nice in this groove. You see? But do you hear? Better yet, feel the relentless in my present, perpendicular to the future past, as I'm beyond present. I know, I know, I know. It's uncomforting, the unwrapped, the unearthing, relentless object, fine traversing, cerebellum, gesticulation, verbal castration. My pen gets, but my voice is a surgical blade. A butter in the refrain, you got stuck sideways, thinking what? I'm the absence of thought past one. You're undone, unglued. I ate seven grams, bitch. Who the fuck are you? See, I'm driven sublime. And my mind, one not to forget, written in Futurama, the drama of past sensations. I wiggle free from vibrations, but allow the need to get dripped. But hey, 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 I'm over it. Light of reprieve and acknowledging absolutely everything. So go fuck yourself. Literally. Who do you think you are? Callous refrain degenerates in lonesome dismay of country's intent, swallowed agape by self-loathing, deprecating frivolous meanderings of a psychophant. You devilish cunt. The demeanor so skeezery perpetuates the twatted afflictions of your prison, a paradigm of frivolous swine, now abstained by the fuel to feed the lack that you're empty. So moot the point of an affliction of desire and compassion to which I care to mitigate a smile. <laughs> but once again, lost in gesticulating forces of not, because callous is a sense of your cavernous regrets. I'm such an asshole. I mean, I always stated such, but it wasn't in the whole of abandon, just carelessness. How does it fade obtusely and finish the light of tantric nightmares, serrated upon the porn shores on my cerebellum? Naked cries dug into the worth, my crystallized moments over them came stemming back, this demon's breast forcing me to gorge on deceitful nectar of ulceric pulverations of my coming undone. 
you screwed vacant epilepsies into absurdity, screwing discourse under sulfur, lunar castrations of intent. <laughs> so malcontent. Festering young degenerate lustings into wild abandon. See, we were meant only to breed the dissolution of social hypocrisy. As the heavens and hell collide, but if you picked a side, you lied. Why? And oblivious candor, hiding in the atom of stolen wares, this reliquary, like the cross you bear, and hung from inverted crucifix, seven, ten, I'm back again, and you're not, psychophant. In the slithering dystopia of what you, I needed, coated viral confetti of lies, you perverted. Thank you, my friend, for not only paying attention, as well as reminding me I dropped something here and I need to collect my mischievous pet. I won't fret, nor should you. Why we regret what's fine fruition. She got it. It would have seemed out of sorts to make dividends to growth. But knowledge is sexy, and I want to address it. Multiples of you are plastered, disconcerted, and victorious stupidity. So flavored to hysteria, they twiddle false libations to sensation. Why? I can fuck anything if I tried, but why? I mean, this cunt at my gate, <laughs> no, you, you, you stupid whore, you're vacant. Hysteria, even sober wasted, you're a waste of breath, remiss. I died in the absence of picking for one, as you're overdone, you stupid fucking cunt. Below me, twat, resurfacing and cum bubbles of detonating your worth. I want a pain to submit, and you're deranged. Here we go, sticking in vicarious holes, the whole demise. I never indulge, but here we go. What's my favorite word? Fucking cunt. Yeah, and it wasn't just marriage that broke the dam. Your binds of a bond you feloniously made me no regret, and yet I was enslaved. That was then. Not a twinkle in what I was really ever meant. Flagrant. And my intent, the purpose of who delivery was flagrant. So you danced hysteria into submission to the in question. I've forgotten. No, I mentioned. So why? Flagrant redundancy, preciously decorated by beautiful lies. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You didn't mean it. And peace. Remind me never to piss you off. <laughs> that was intense. But, yeah, remind me never to piss you off. I love the line. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I just muted myself. Okay. I love the line in there. Out of all of the lines in there, you know which one caught my ear the most? Well, you know, repetitive use of the, the cunt word was, was kind of grabbing my ear. But the one that got me that I absolutely loved, and I think that if you ever write a book of non-love poems, it should be the title, and it was something about in your witchcraft, I was drunk and consumed. Something like that. I think he might Cricket. have muted himself again. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> but that would be, he writes, I mean, he writes some pretty venomous poems. So if you saw a poem or a book and you saw the title, on your witchcraft, or in your witchcraft, or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I was drunk and consumed. You'd think it would be romantic, but then you find out it's not that kind of witchcraft. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Are you back, Stan? Uh, 
I have to say every single piece of yours that I've ever heard really is this, this literary roller coaster. And I never really know which way it's going to end up because it is almost never where I imagine it's going to be when we first start. But there was there was a line in there that definitely caught my attention, very different from Nyla's, but it was like after all of the super venomous fuck you type of stuff, then there was a, you know, you could fuck anything if you really try. <laughs> I like that line too. <laughs> but why? I, yeah, I like it. Everybody's so oversexed. My curious holes, penetrations are worthless, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Like after everything that came before, that was just completely out of left field. It just like completely just jerked you in another direction. <laughs> you know what I really like, Ben? Huh. I really, really like that you have slowed down your reading and you don't read as fast as you used to because it's much easier to keep up with what you're reading and understand what you're reading. And something else I've noticed is that by you slowing down a little bit, and I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it allows you to articulate some of the emotion better, I think. Yeah, it's awesome to hear. I don't do anything on purpose without the pet, Nyla. No, <laughs> well, good job, babe. Thank you. Next week I'll give you something new. I've, I've, I've written so much crap over the last month, I, I can't even keep track of it all. But I am Sinister Spittle. It is late. You are in the Speakeasy Cafe with Myla and Christopher Bryan. I can't believe the treat. S-B-I-T-A-L. Google that shit. I'm everywhere in places I don't want to be. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> all right. How are we looking on calls, Mr. Christopher? I thought I was done with this call, but it does not appear done with me. We are going to bring on what appears to be our last caller for the evening, and that is going to be area code 585. 585, you are on the air. Well, thank you for that. I won't keep you very long. I have uh I've been writing a bit lately, but I think at this point I'm going to go for a couple of things I wrote some time ago. One's relatively short. One's even shorter than that. Anyway, this is a nature poem called Dark Here. Here. These centuries-old canopies whose falling leaves have left a spongy black soil. Black, but for sunbeams gleaming through the roof. Piercing, penetrating, ramshackled deadwood shrine. Dark here, black as midnight. Owls hunt bats in noonday. Dark here. And poem. Wow. Mm. I tell you, that, that poem was like a peck on the cheek, and then you ran out the door. It's like, wait, what? I want more. <laughs> it's just a little... Yeah. Just, just, just a little tease, right? I think it's complete. <laughs> so, well, that's 
because that's fine because it was great and it can be complete, but that means you have to read two more. Well, that's fine with me. You know, I, All right. I, can, get, I can get to the point. So here, okay. um, yes, you can. <laughs> and I think um, some people have heard this before, but it goes back to when I really started getting into writing poetry, and I noticed that poets can be erratic and poets can be very dour, you know, and what is there to write about? I mean, about what should be better or what's wrong. You know, people people don't write, I, I don't think, as many happy poems as they do poems that express something that's heavy on their hearts. So uh, it got to be a bit much for me. And one day, because I, I, I enjoy writing rhymes, I enjoy writing, you know, turns of phrases, sometimes just for the art of it. Some some of the heavy things started to get to me as I was on these online shows, online sites. So I decided I was just fooling around with some rhymes one day, and I decided, well, what would happen to two of the greatest writers of children's literature met? And I started writing this rhyme, and it became a poem called a nursery rhyme. Doctor Seuss and Mother Goose were having tea one day. Your pastry looks tasty, the doctor said, in his rhyming way. Got him from the cupboard, did old Mother Hubbard's, just past the three pigs, the one left standing, the brick one that beat back the wolf, she said, as she was handing him a slice of pie. That little Jackie Horner, man, what a corner, was Dr. Seuss's reply. Look at this thumbprint in this slice. It ain't cool. It ain't even nice. And that Jack Spratt and his fat wife, I can't figure out what I'm like. But brilliant cat has yeah? how she could eat the fat and eat the lean, but not my green eggs and ham. You seen little Sally Walker, that little hip shaker? How about the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker? And little black Sambo, I heard he went Rambo and tore up the briar patch. Caused Brad Rabbit a problem, because he thought Sambo would rob him, maybe. But he was cool. He stopped acting the fool when he saw his cousin, a tar baby. Oh, I don't know about these kids these days, Mother Goose said with a frown. I ain't seen such a mess, well, I guess, since the uh, London bridges came falling down. Not since someone sat in the three bear chairs and someone slept in their bed. <laughs> Not even when your silly cat went to wearing a hat on his head. Well, it ain't getting no better. No, it ain't. I say it ain't, said Dr. Seuss in his usual way of being quaint. Because today they don't read and half of them can't write. And they use a TV screen and buttons to fight. Monsters, ninjas, aliens, and police. Yes, police. They don't want to be the good guy. They all want to be the thief. And the game most popular of all those bought, oh, I think they call it Grand Theft Auto. And these kids tell stories you wouldn't want to hear. With beats so strong, they'll bust your ear. Little baby boys who can't even walk will learn how to rap before they learn how to talk. And if the itsy-bitsy spider come down that water spout, they'll pull out a noose and blow his brains out. My mother goose just hung her head. She looked at Dr. Seuss and said, we tried to do good with our nursery rhymes, but I guess we're now just behind the times. Someone else must give these babies some new things to read. 
that speak to their life and not their death. Who do this? One that's new or one that's left? They sat in silence and sipped their tea. Their concern for the children was easy to see. But what was needed and who would do? That asked the old lady who lived in the shoe. Down the yellow brick road, a pied piper can beckon through our children's books and bring them to reckon with themselves, their world, the things they should know to make them survive and thrive and grow. So of lesser acclaim than the doctor and the mother, today's writers and artists have a task like none other. The very tough thing that is ours to do is to answer Mother Goose's question and more. Hmm. I, I love, love that theme. so much. <laughs> like I say, we started uh, out to write, but it, you know, it began to develop a theme of its own. I love the part where you're talking about, you know, now all they do is sit around with buttons in their hands and, you know, Grand Theft Auto, man, I'll tell you what, I have I have a personal war with that game. <laughs> I do not like that game. <laughs> Let me tell you some things that I built into this. In the first stanza where we got this big jumble of rhymes, just past the three pigs out, the one left standing, the brick one that beat that the wolf, she said, and she was handing it. Don't you remember Rocket J. Squirrel and Fractured Fairy Tales? Yeah. And they, they made that stuff fit into the proper art structure to rhyme on time. And a lot of it was too long, and they crammed it in. Um, and uh, the other thing that I would point out to it that was very intentional was when they talked about Little Black Sambo because a lot of the children's literature was as racist as hell. Little Black Sambo heard he Sambo. He went nuts, right? Tore up the briar patch. Now, everybody in the, in the whole poem, the Little Black Sambo has to be one acting the damn fool, right? Caused Bear Rabbit a problem because he thought Sambo would rob him. Really? Really? So the Little Black one's going to rob somebody. It's not unique. It's not no. But that's what was in those books. But he was fool, stopped acting as fool when he saw a cousin saw that when he found somebody looked like him, he acted like everybody else. So I, I kind of put in what I thought needed to be in. But the end, the, but the, it began to have take on a life of its own, where you know, yeah, those of us who have the gift of being able to put words to paper or words to a person's ear, we need to think about what we can really do with it in an age where literacy is not, you know, a great priority. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you done coughing, Christopher? I wish. <laughs> I, I cut you off because I figured I'd give you time to cough. I, uh, uh, I All right, really what's your third one? Oh, go ahead. I'm shutting up. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the, the blending of the old and the new with that. The start of it with the tie-ins to those old tales, the, 
nursery rhymes and, and things that we grew up with and how it really does seem like it has started to fall to the wayside. And ending with that question of, yeah, what what is going to come next? So, All right, I think I'm done. Uh, okay. I think um, if this time, I probably have one more. So while I'm scrolling through to find this, uh, my name is Douglas Curry, and uh, I, my writings are found primarily on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, which is M-A-N-C-H-I-L-D 99. And uh, I'm on Facebook as Douglas Curry. And I'm on radio on Friday night in New York at WRUR.org, WITHradio.org at 9 o'clock. Um, Eastern Time. The name of the program is Blacks and Blues. We're in our 41st year now. We're also on Saturday night in Chicago, 10 o'clock Central Time. And again, that program is Blacks and Blues, and it comes on WDCB.org in Chicago. Um, just want to give you this last thing, I guess. Well, I'll give you this. So this happened when I was like really, really quite taken with this woman I met when I went to Chicago. I was I was doing um doing some MC work at the Chicago Blues Festival, and someone front front row was playing games with me. <laughs> so this is called back at you. While I was in Chicago, this Chicago woman taught me a word, back at you. Like it was local color. Wonder what she'll say to I've fallen in love with you. Back at you. Hmm. And form. <laughs> I love it. Stepping hmm. out on me though, huh? <laughs> you know, we can't find you sometimes. That that gets to be a problem. I don't want to talk about you. <laughs> And your girl, and you know, and all of a sudden she pop up like she never went anywhere. That's the, that's the makings of a blue star. That is. But at least we know where to find you on on Thursday. However, whatever circuitous route you take to get here, we come here. Hey, we, like I said, we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it. Well, getting it good, getting it. All that matters, you know. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for uh, for having this platform and, and enabling me to get in under the wire. I'm a, I always get in under the wire. I'm sitting in the studio getting ready to record a show, and um, I got to do that. I'll probably be in here till for about another two hours from. But I'm real glad that I got a chance to read tonight. 
we are glad as well, my dear. You have a really good show tonight. All right, honey. Thank, thank, thank you both. You guys have a good night. You as well. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Christopher, it was such an awesome show, what I was able to be part of. Thank you so much for squeezing in. Um, oh. You do so good uh, seriously. I what? just realized I, I let Gina off the hook for coming up with a writing prompt, and then I never asked anybody else after that. We've only got six. That's all right. They're probably thankful for that. I hammer them every week. Did you tell them about the contest, remind them about the uh, poetry drawing? I did indeed. I did my due diligence, and I found your notes, so I did share that information. I appreciate you jumping in here. This was such short notice, and I should have been home yesterday, and I ended up not being able to get home because of the kids. And just for you to be able to jump in and take care of this for me tonight so brilliantly, I just appreciate you beyond any measure that I could express. I want you to know that. And you do so Mm. good. (laughs) Well, you do so well. You do awesome. There we go. You will have to make it up for me and just accept my proposal for marriage then. So uh, do that in the And on that okay. note, we're going to wrap there. up the show Let's for get the married. Night. That works for me. <laughs> what? So I will let you off the hook, and I will play out our closing track. So let's see. What do we want to do for Day. Let's let's end the night with For Real the Poet and Windows. Thank you everybody so much for calling in. This has been the Speakeasy Bye. Cafe. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love everybody. You Kisses and hugs. I'll week. see you next week. <laughs> Here we go. For real the poet with windows. Open up the door. I'm remembering back when, remembering when, sufferings, miseries were the nutrients feeding the pains within me. When all that grew within me pricked like shards of thorns splinterings, and the aches were for so long they became a part of me, adding to my life's sentence, each hurt paragraphing into this biography. My life's story, the book of Larry. Self-published tragedies sit gathering dust like a hardback covering, wasting that no one wants to read, buried in some unhallowed library, withering. I'm remembering. I'm remembering like a distant dream, revisited, relived, repetitive, boomeranging back to me. With no way to end it But now I welcome it I hold on to it I still see it through windows Once closed but now opened Windows I peer through Hands pressed against straining Unable to partake in the view Streets of life askew I begin to see 
you begin to make it, to make it, it's sight now clear to me, life, like this majestic avenue, you opened my eyes to, as I peered through these now opened windows to life, I receive you. I receive you like a child gets its cue to take its first breath. I breathe, I breathe, Lord, through these windows I now see through. Skies in pastels, white like snow-powdered blues. Whispers from heaven, singing writings, singing writings of a revised book, a revised book of the Book of Larry. One about life and how it Living it is there for you. New chapters. Chapters of love. Written in love. Inspired by love. And, and love of love. A love story. A love novel titled The Book of Larry. God's open windows for me. And like an eagle's hatching. Off the branch. I'm ready to soar through. Ready to soar through. Lord, I'm ready to soar through windows. Windows, Lord, windows with views of life, windows that lead down to avenues of light. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, unless, unless you're ready to open up doors too, unless you're ready to open up the doors too, doors that lead down streets and avenues of life.